0: Blog
1: Talk Radio Hello listeners, welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World. A world for some of us no explanation is needed. And for others, that is why we are here. With your hosts, Edward Chanahan, a psychic medium, paranormal explorer and author. Along with Annette, who is a pagan truth seeker. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy so enjoy Listeners, welcome to the November 11th, November 10th broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan. It's me and Annette. Hello, Annette.
0: Hello, Ed. How are you tonight?
1: I had a brief panic there for about (laughs) 31 seconds ago, but
0: (laughs) otherwise, I'm fine. fine. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know my internet is so slow and it's all off my hotspot on my phone so i i was trying to download an important file for work tomorrow and i i was right there at the end but i got to it <laughs> i got it oh. in there
1: <laughs> okay good good um and they gotta stick some they gotta do some under underground wires for you guys or something out there you know
0: yeah we're out of sticks we've we've learned to just uh you know
1: Backdoor
0: the yeah. whole system and figure out a way. Yeah, we're survivors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, built off the grid, is called, right? Uh, so Yeah, um,
0: actually, it's we're on the grid. <laughs> okay. It's not a very good grid, kind of a flimsy one.
1: Well, hey, you must love it because you're still there.
0: So. That's right.
1: Yep. Anything you have to talk about right now?
0: Oh, I don't think I'm promoting anything right this minute.
1: Okay.
0: Um, my bat adoption program is happening, and it helps raise funds for bat monitoring, habitat awareness in Northwest Indiana.
1: Nice. I can, nice. In, well,
0: maybe on one of these shows, I should talk about bats and the poor, the poor guys. The work we're trying to do is save
1: them. <laughs> is there a reason Just for saving? It.
2: Well, you know yeah, what? You know,
1: save it for save it for the save it for that program yeah. because all of a sudden I, I, I talk got a talk
0: about it. Yeah. yeah I got a flash
1: that was like oh Ed why'd you ask? <laughs> In this yeah, I'm about to ramble. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll
0: yeah. save that for yeah. another show and then I yeah, that was the stupid. About...
1: <laughs> I do. I am known to ask dumb questions at wrong times. So um, uh, or no, good questions good question. at wrong, time. it, at yeah,
0: wrong there times. At wrong times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Why don't we bring on David now because yeah. boy do I got a rant about uh we could keep David on too if he wants after that. Um Yeah, yeah, I got, a, yeah, yeah I got a rant for later. And listeners, I think our next broadcast on will be November twenty fourth is a Sunday. And I'm gonna try for our dream our dreamer specialist. Uh bring oh. him back. Yeah, yeah, Uh, I've been reading some new postings, he's been posting, so, uh, and we've been in contact, he's interested, so I'll see if I can set it for that date. But at this moment, yes, at this moment, let's bring on Mr. David Kump, our long-time, long-time friend. Hello, David.
0: Hi, David. Hello,
2: hello in there. How
1: are you doing, sir? How are you doing? Oh, sir? my
2: gosh. Are you kidding? Whenever I'm on with you two, I'm terrific. <laughs> Aces, huh? Nice. <laughs>
1: I think, I, I think oh, I'm going to clip that for previews of the next shows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, or for our, mm-hmm. for our future guests. Um, David, what have you been up to besides working, working, working for a guy that's supposed to be retired, retired, retired?
2: Well, uh, research, research, and more research, and you know my uh, drumbeat, how do you like that term, for the whole uh, wisdom of Native Americans and how they shepherd over this land for 13,000 years, and yet uh, man seems to be trying to destroy everything in a mere 300 years. But that's my rant tonight. And uh yeah, I've got a nice little uh presentation for you.
1: Okay. Well we we as we as I posted and as we talked about, uh, it's supposed to be star people. Now let me ask you a question just to get the the main things out of the you know what other people may be thinking. <clears throat> when you say star people, do you mean aliens? Aliens Yes. Referred okay. To as all right, okay, let's, let's go. Americans. All right, let's, let's let's we're going to make these fast questions then we can go into your um thing. Um so they would be from other planets.
2: Certainly other dimensions, certainly other okay. galaxies, planets, okay. and this is all information okay. that Native okay. Americans were given by them, by their, and and again, what, what you or your listeners or what we're thinking are aliens, the Native Americans didn't know the term alien. They used the term sky people, star people, yeah. little people, uh, star beings. But the point is they seem to appear to them from the skies, yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was their description of what they were experiencing. They didn't come from underground; they came right. from above.
1: Right. I just asked those questions just for the general public that might be out there. Oh, sure. Um, basically, a simple definition of what you know, what it is. Okay. So go into your other- your discussion have, of car people. go ahead
0: you know David often I have looked at kachina dolls and thought yes. oh, oh am I onto something there and thought boy they sure look like otherworldly some kind of
2: helmet yeah you're absolutely but, that, um, correct in fact the, the whole Hopi Indian tribal nation based in Arizona it's a big part of this a big part of the oh, okay. uh, discussion tonight and the kachinas actually they crafted little kachina dolls to yeah. tell the story to their children and the and the tribes of these beings that would visit them and give wow. them advice and prophecies and wisdom so, yes, you're exactly correct. The Kachina dolls uh, that some people collect, me included, <laughs> are okay. representative of what they viewed as their star people and star visitors. Yes, you're Interesting. Correct. Oh,
0: okay.
1: And what does a chi- Kachina doll look like?
0: Yeah, yes. well i would I would describe it as you know it's humanistic, you know so it's got a head and two arms and two legs, and on their heads one in particular, there are a few different versions it's kind of like the Alebrije
1: is it made out of cloth um, or is it made out of wood or well, is it's it, like it's yeah. a
0: doll, so it could be wood covered in some cloth. Okay. I don't know David, what do you think they're mostly made out of the well, the, the,
2: the biggest point of probably what Ed is asking the Faces are severely masked, or uh, in in their mind, as these beings appear to them, that's what they were trying to depict in these masks. Uh, But without getting ahead of ourselves, let's start, (laughs) you know, the little Kachina dolls and that are quite intricate. Mm-hmm. In their crafting, and 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 they're just glorious little things. But okay. let's start. Let's start. Thirteen thousand years ago, okay. Native American okay. Indians occupied this land that we know as America, this country we live in. And as far back as eight, nine, ten thousand years ago they actually left traces in New Mexico and Arizona and parts of California on rock that was chiseled in little drawings and petroglyphs of scenes. that Any reasonable person that would look at these drawings or these carvings in stone would come to the conclusion that, boy, those aren't human. Yeah, similar, that to what you described as the Kachina doll. Yeah, there's two little arms, two legs. But then yeah. the heads and the eyes and that typical through throughout human history, what's always been reported as these otherworldly beings that seem to visit the Earth or show up here for various reasons. There, there was that image chiseled into stone. And when I say seven, eight, nine thousand years ago, uh, this is a little before Hollywood's time.
0: So sure. Well, oh yeah.
2: For for another person to look at that. And, and even try to say that the Native Americans of that era had vivid imaginations and were, well, I, that's a little far-fetched as well. And and what's interesting, this was even before paint. The cave paintings that show the same figures, that didn't happen till 5,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so just to lay out the history of what we're talking about timeline-wise, the Native American Indians, indigenous people to this land, uh, they were here for thousands of years. My research tells me about 13,000 years ago, And there were many tribal nations, obviously, were here uh, from migrated, possibly from uh, across the ice shelf, from Russia, from Canada. Uh, But we are going to talk about the Hopis quite a bit tonight. So the Hopi Native Americans kind of migrated up from Mexico and the Aztec civilization Okay. And the Aztecs were going to be descendants, according to them in Hopi Legend from the uh, from the star people.
1: Mm. and
2: uh, here, you know throughout history, you do hear a lot about the Pleiades star cluster system. And this was an area that was told to them. Now, just a quick side note, because because this is very important. What I found out in all this research, I I've been looking into this for 40 years as an interest, a hobby, as research, as investigating. Uh, part of the GAL and Heinrich Center for UFO Studies, where I just would read case after case after case so of what's always been reported in my lifetime as contact with these otherworldly beings. And yet, the information that seems to have been shared with Native Americans is a lot different than what other races and people have described in their contact and or communications, which seems to be mainly by telepathy. But it seems that they trusted the Native Americans more than any other race with certain Mm. bits of information, with certain lessons, with certain wisdom, which I believe shows up in the ways of Native Americans and how they mm-hmm. cared for this land, how they worship nature, and, uh, you know, to the point where they would the whole little rituals of a rabbit they killed that they honored that oh. rabbit for giving its life, life up so yes. they could eat. Yes. And, and the bison, which provided not only food, but clothing and teepees and oh. It's, they revered nature, and they knew that everything was connected. They knew that nature could provide for their entire needs and wants in life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this they were reinforced by and given wisdom and uh, from the star people, who that seemed to be important to them, and. Uh, Back to the Hopis, their prophecies which they garnered from the star people early on told them that there would come a time when the earth would start to die. And the reason it would die, uh, here's a quote for you, earthly wisdom is not aligned with the advancement of its own technology. Now, the Native Americans always had earthly wisdom. But Mm -hmm. let's say for 13,000 years that that wisdom and their ways certainly suited them pretty favorably. Mm -hmm. So what the hell could have happened, I don't know, maybe 300 years ago where all this started dying? Well, guess what? That's about when Uh, White European colonists showed up in this land. Mm -hmm. And just to reiterate this timeline, most people never even think about this. But remember 13,000 years these people are here taking care of this place, living off the land. The United States, as an organized country, is 243 years old.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now think about that. That's we're in our infancy, and yet, oh yeah. Look at what technology and consumerism and waste mm-hmm. and not caring for nature. Look what that's done to the the earth, the this country, the. Look at our the water pollution, air pollution. It's
1: just, but David, it's
2: just mind-boggling.
1: Let me play devil's yes, advocate yes. a little, and this is out of total yes. respect. I am saying this. I'd rather be living today than the way we live somewhat than compared to living in a teepee with a bonfire to stay warm in 13-degree weather.
2: Okay. Given what you know now, of course, who could argue with that? However... You'd be smart enough to
0: migrate. You wouldn't sit in 13-degree weather.
2: Well, <laughs> but in the teepee, with a little fire going and wrapped in bison skins, you might be surprised how comfortable they were. And what else did they know? They knew that they were provided for by their environment and that was their life and their existence and now uh, let's just fast forward because yeah we we can jump around all we want in this conversation let's talk about the 5G network that's unveiling itself all over the globe just so you and I can pick up our phone and have instant data wherever we're at, any corner of the Earth. Well, the problem with that is these electromagnetic waves that make that possible are interfering with birds' navigational systems, and there's reports of birds falling out of the skies all over the globe now. Probably bats, too. So... For that not to be a concern uh, to the people making decisions or corporate or greed or economics, at some point, our very comfortable lives here on Earth are going to change so drastically Mm -hmm. that you might wish for the days of the teepee. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think I'll, my cup of death is almost, at the brim, so
2: I'm not going to be uh, Well, uh,
1: David's I, speaking
0: I'm the glad, truth. I'm on board with what he is saying, yeah.
2: But but I like what Ed said, because here's my – the reason I'm out here sounding this alarm, and, you know, you, you know that song uh-huh. I wrote about the ghost dance, and we went to uh-huh. that at our previous show, and yet that whole Native American concept was to have awakening and, and revitalize this back-to-nature business. So I'm still here beating the drum. But what I would tell young people today, look, you're right. If I've got 20 years left on this earth, i got news for you. I'm, I'm going to be fine. I think we're going to do real good. But I think the day after I die, that's when things are really going to start getting bad. And I'll tell you what: if I was <laughs> ten years old right now, I I wouldn't be too optimistic about what the hell's going to happen. It's scary like,
0: for kids. It's a big deal. Well,
2: yeah. and it should be until we get back to the ways. And and we can all do this in little ways. We. I, talked about this on the last show. Uh, as I studied Native Americans, and, and, and it's funny, what they garnered from the sky people was this being spiritually connected to the world so you don't destroy it with pollution and waste and let green get a little ahead of you and not care about taking care of the earth. So these were just such basic little messages that the Native Americans lived by. And their introduction to this colonizing force that comes over here from Europe and says, well, um, I know you people think that the land belongs to everybody in the sea, but you know what? We're going to rope it off and somebody's going to buy this and that piece we're going to build over here and and I mean, the Native Americans never even heard anything like that. They they just couldn't believe it that somebody could own land, somebody could own water, and then pollute the air. And I mean, it's really uh, was a change and a shock to their system and their belief system and and what they've been doing for thirteen thousand years.
1: Yeah, I and, think that might be the I think that might be the hard part for maybe for them was the ability to adapt. How's that to change um, for the better? Because those that didn't adapt or change basically were put on what what do they call um,
0: reservation.
1: Government took them and moved oh. them to. Reservation, yeah, and yeah.
2: the other the other sad part, uh, you know, my song. I at the very end, I I asked the question three times: Are you proud of your history? In reality, what happened was they kept moving them further and further west, mm-hmm. uh, forcefully by using the mm-hmm. army, and right. Uh, given them no choice, but it was a result of tricking them and actually reneging on treaties that they signed with the Native Americans. And then as more and more population kept arriving in America, they realized, well, wait a minute, I I, I, I guess we need to go a little further west than the Mississippi River. And so they kept pushing them into areas where they they would make new reservations for them to live on. And, yes, it's uh, – but that's a whole different show.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> the, the, the Native Americans were still guided by and hopeful because of – imagine their contact with the star people and – basically reinforcing that everything they're doing here is correct and then this invading group taking over this land virtually in total opposition to what their way of life was like you said the, the shock of that was just something they couldn't overcome or adapt or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it and certainly they tried to resist and fight and they could not uh, compete or win against the United States
1: Army, period. No, we see that today in the southern country right now. I mean, people not adapting to changes, people fighting due to changes, et cetera, et cetera, in 2019. So um, it's understandable where they thought it was their ground, their her lifestyle what's this moving in and telling us we got to do different it's a it's perfect example i'm going to be 62 <clears throat> there's 23 year old managers running things <laughs> okay that don't want to listen to the experience of the 62 year old you know what i'm saying so i can see where well, all right. they're uh... but
2: then then of course the You know, that's a whole different culture, the economics of this country and corporate and uh, the idea of constant revenue streams. Yeah, that's a whole different way of life. And, you know, we talked about this in the past. Uh, My big disappointment, as I overlook all of these concepts We had a chance to change this country in the 60s. We came Mm -hmm. so close. And it had to do with the youth rising up against the Vietnam War and against this whole idea of corporate and robotic working for the man and making money. And it was called the hippie movement. And the Mm -hmm. hippie movement was based upon Native American ways. You live off the land, grow your own food. You barter, trade with each other, uh, communal ownership of things. Uh, It really was a movement that was trying to get away from where we're still struggling today. Uh, And and then uh, whatever happened was the hippies cut their hair put suits on, and went back to work for the man. So here we are still. and But the environmental things that are changing, and without even getting into a discussion about global warming, uh, people certainly recognize that the weather is changing. Mm-hmm. Now, what was Halloween two weeks ago? Look, I'm 64, and I never... Now trick or treat as a child, up until this Halloween, ever remembered snowing on Halloween? What, what the hell is that? It snowed on Halloween. Now, yeah, what?
0: we got a lot up here. Mm-hmm.
2: So don't tell me the weather isn't changing. Uh, there's one stupid little example, and uh, fine if if. We've got to change slowly or try to bring about change. But everybody has got to change their mindset and can do little things. You know, think of the Native Americans and their lifestyle. It, they wasted nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can all be a little less wasteful. I mean, I still waste stuff every day, but maybe I can be a little less wasteful. Uh and right now you know, we're living every, in a
0: time when things are so available to us for making changes. I mean, there are alternatives to things like shampoo bottles and soap containers. There's so many alternatives. If you just care and look, you will find these things.
2: Well, and, and something got to change because it's not going to get better without a. Uh, better, you know, again, what I grabbed: earthly wisdom is not aligned with the advancement of its own technology. I mean, there it is. So what is going to change and how are we going to change it? I'm saying if everyone just puts under the microscope the ways of the Native Americans and takes just anything from that, there's going to be something you can grab onto and try to live your life a little different, it sure won't hurt anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But and along with the wisdom they garnered and and the lessons they learned from the star people, uh, there were some other shocking things. Along with the wisdom that was shared with them and the trust that it seems these star visitors gave Native Americans opposed to other groups, another theme seemed to come up. And I remember doing a show with you two, and I mean, this goes back 15 years ago. And it was about all of these bizarre types of aliens if you will that have been reported by all these people that had these experiences there was reptilians there was Mm -hmm. the Nordiques there were the little greys well guess what these Mm -hmm. themes still show up thousands of years ago within the Native American contact that I've researched and read about
0: The same species of
2: aliens, you mean? It seems that contact with the so-called Nordiques, the ones that are the most humanoid resembling, however, they're seven foot tall. They've got extremely thin white hair. Uh, For some reason, the Nordiques seem to be the most benevolent, helpful with this shepherding and and helping with taking care of the earth and concerned about the health of the earth. Uh, The reptilians seem to be showing up even in Native American cultures that uh, probably aren't here to do any good. They seem to be more associated with these incidents of Uh, Animal mutilation, uh, which was another revelation for me. So in the 70s, right, everybody heard about these cattle
1: mutilations.
2: There were many authors who wrote books about it, and you could really look into the research. But when I looked into the Native American angle on what they were exposed to, again, this mutilation, which seemed to, Come on, everybody's radar in the 1970s. Well, this mm-hmm. goes back hundreds, if not thousands, of years in the Native American communities, and not just cattle and horses, but all all types of animals. I <laughs> uh, I read about reports where the Eskimo cultures have seen polar bears <laughs> that have been mutilated by mm-hmm so-called star people uh, and information that supposedly was given to them was that they need this DNA and blood and whatever materials from animals to seed other planets uh, with the inference that perhaps that's how Earth was seeded. So that was kinda well, again, kind of interesting.
1: Well, it's going on again, David.
2: What's that? Go ahead, Ed.
1: It's going on again. The mut- mutilation of uh, cows and that is happening again. Yeah, that
2: reported. I I have heard of that recently. That is, yeah. it is an ongoing phenomenon. But then <clears throat> the little grays. boy, that's there. Hang on, I can take a sip of water. Okay. this is live, right?
1: Yes, <laughs> it is.
2: All right. So the little grays. Uh, throughout history, even going back to this Native American contact, they as well saw them as the little minion worker ants, more of the robotic, little brainwashed, uh, doing the dirty work for whatever intelligence is behind the Nordics and the reptilians. So that was interesting to find those things pretty much intact even going back to uh, thousands of years. And one can only point to what I started with the uh, petroglyphs carved in a rock and then the little later cave paintings of these Native Americans depicting these little beings uh, as not too different than what is described by people who are having experiences today. So, uh, yeah, it's enough for any reasonable person to take a real good look at this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Native Americans aren't the only ones that had the symbols in that. Uh, caves and dwellings uh, go way back to the Egyptians, the Romans, uh, same thing. Uh, of alien oh, type, abs- of,
2: absolutely, absolutely.
1: The the, the, the thing is the, weird, the the interesting thing is, is seems like the Romans in there were more adapted. To civilization, then mm-hmm. let's say the Indians three hundred years ago. So um, that's a very interesting thing. This to you know that would be that would be actually a good study of why you know um, because they had, they actually had walk, running uh, water and bathrooms. The Romans I watched the thing on the uh, history channel yeah so it's interesting it's interesting how the possibility of the way everybody learns
2: oh how to yes it's beyond fascinating and obviously in the heart of Europe and even uh, even Arabian countries the, the the artistry that these people possess. I mean, if you look at uh, Arabic, all of this little tile art that
1: mm-hmm.
2: through the c- centuries, what, what, what the art that they would create and the minds and then the machines that people would build. And <clears throat> yes, that was not centered here in America, I would say the whole industrial revolution of the world started in Europe. Then it came to America, mm-hmm. but and and God, I'd be studying in libraries for twenty years before <laughs> I could be on another show if I was taken out in the world. But
1: well, it's we we could America, even compare. It. Yeah, go ahead. Go well, as
2: I put America under the microscope. I I can clearly see uh, what Hopi prophecy talked about, the decline of America, both the land, the water, the the pollution, the greed taking over uh, in favor of economics versus nature. I mean, look, we're... Fast forward to yesterday, we got a government that is relaxing all of the controls on the environment and relaxing many laws to protect the animal world. And so there, nobody can deny we're going in that direction. And that yeah. is in stark contrast to the way Native Americans lived and how they uh, the respect they had for nature in their physical world that they had to count on to live. You know, at I up, just read, let, yeah. let me just go outside the U.S. last week. So I read two newspapers a day and I open up the paper and here's New Delhi, India. Well, I didn't know 20 million people lived there. And there was a photo. that you, I guess if you were there, you couldn't see past three foot, and you just covered in smoke. Twenty million people, and they're sounding the alarm. They, the city is becoming unlivable because of the pollution. Yeah. So you garbage. So here we've got this technology about to start <laughs> ruining mankind. And yet you could probably also put the blame on overpopulation. But the point is, <clears throat> things aren't getting any better until something drastic has got to change.
1: Now, somebody's got yeah. to make the first move, and I don't see nobody making it. Because... So. Um,
0: well, I think the citizen. Me trying to make a change. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I'm not hold it. I'm not saying it. Not saying no, no, this. I'm just saying there
0: are people who I'm not saying the general the public. I'm going. saying
1: I'm saying the people in charge. Okay. Well, um, it's you know, uh whatever the government wants is what it's gonna do. No matter what country it is.
2: Well, and again, if if the motivation is uh steamrolling along with this economy and the whole concept of GDP. I mean, come on. Gross domestic product. What good is producing steel if we don't have any air to breathe? What if we run out of water to drink? Who the hell cares about how many cars... I'm not saying
1: us. I'm saying the people that are making the money from it. I'm not saying us. Well... And, and basically, it's the stockholders and everybody else straight down the line.
2: All right, so, so let's I mean, a, 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 on that I point, mean, when
1: a person for a pop company makes twenty million dollars a year, <laughs> you, know,
2: you know, sugar I, water. I'm, and I'm glad I'm glad you raised that point because I I said this last time that was with you. My interest in the whole Native American ways and everything I study about them. <clears throat> Yeah, they were not greedy, and I just cannot get off that word because greed is what drives all of this destruction, period. And now, basically, Ed, you're asking the greedy to admit they're greedy, and I guess that's not going to happen. No. I wish you would have the epiphany...
1: Say what? Isn't well,
2: it? right. Somebody not greedy needs to be in positions of uh making a real difference and <clears throat> we just have to hope that happens eventually or uh why wouldn't the whole earth die? I it's, it's
1: inevitable. You know? What I what I'll make a prediction is the people in charge today, the people in charge tomorrow won't make the difference. Okay? The greedy people. It'll be their grandkids or great grandchildren that will yeah, have but, no choice. And, and, but they will have and, uh, no choice uh, you, but to make it because and, of where it will be. And that's that the
2: point. You're right. That's absolutely the point, Ed. They will have no choice, and God, will they have enough time? You're right.
1: That's exactly it. So in a, how many no, you can you get? Know, I, I have two.
0: I have two things. So I have two things. One Go is ahead. it would be nice if the greed mongers would come up with the epiphany to say, hey, uh, look around. Everybody's mad at plastic. Why don't we figure out a, a more sustainable way to present products and Make it more compatible with the environment. There's a big market for that, you know. I'm out here looking around for shampoo bars as opposed to that plastic container in my shower. So mm-hmm. people do want those things, and the price tags are big on this mm-hmm. new sustainable stuff. So get the hint, Johnson and Johnson, or oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say any names, but get the hint. Big manufacturers that you know these things are necessary. and You can still make your money. Just do it in a pleasant well you way. just
2: you you just reminded me of that something I I laughed when I saw it. It's funny. It's okay. true but it's disgustingly sad. Uh, I did see a post on the internet and it said, you know, these and I can imagine how Native Americans view this, it said, you know, these companies don't sell water. You can't sell water. They sell plastic bottles. Mm-hmm, that's right. These water companies. Yeah. I mean, what you're paying for is the little yeah. bottle. <laughs> and then yeah. that little bottle is what's clogging the oceans and never going to oh. deteriorate and so them. So if you really even just look at it as basic humor, uh, you still have to recognize, well, what the hell are we doing? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Now, the other thing I'm thinking of,
0: David, is back to the star people. Do we, I, okay, t- tell me if I'm along your lines of thinking that they would come here to speak with natives, to communicate with natives um, about preservation because of the fact that they have privy to the knowledge of what would happen to the future of the earth so do you think that they saw what was going to happen and came back to warn people and try to retrain them is there a time continuum something going on there? Well, yes
2: yes, and five times more yes what okay. the information they have shared with the natives vary everything from they used to live here and they left, and then they reseeded the Earth like they're reseeding other planets, and that's why they're concerned and warned and see this going in the wrong direction. Everything from that to picking the Native Americans because of their respect for nature and telling them, we're preparing another planet for you right now. When the Earth dies, we will take you to where we're preparing a place for you. Now, doesn't that sound like some religions we know of? Heaven? Yes, it does. (laughs) Where the Father's preparing a place in heaven for those that are loyal to him. So all of these themes keep coming together. And the one thing I can tell you, you can't put 100% faith in any one direction, certainly not religion, and possibly certainly not the star people. And let me tell you why. I tried to save the worst for last. Now, I think everyone would agree that Stephen Hawking was quite a gifted uh, seer and, and just... Intellectual and knowledgeable and obviously a physician, but, boy, his, this guy was in the know. Now, imagine back in 1967, right, Cambridge, yeah. England. He's on a team, and they're, they got this radio telescope looking at it. The and they, they weren't sure, but they thought they detected some signal way out somewhere in the universe. And they it scared them. And they huddled, and they didn't know what to do next because they had the ability to send signals. And do you know Stephen Hawking advised against it? He hadn't heard the best part. The reason he didn't want to alert these possible entities out there that they were here on Earth and here we are, come and get us. He mm-hmm. used the example to the group of look what happened to the Native Americans mm-hmm. when they made contact with the European colonists that came over here. Their whole yeah. civilization was wiped out. So isn't that an interesting way that Stephen Hawking thought about all this? And yet, as eager as he must have been to make some kind of contact, he held back and thought, now, wait a minute. Uh, Who the hell do we even trust? Because he, too, obviously a student of all this stuff, he knew there was more than it wasn't just these benevolent little aliens helping the earth. Uh, there were these other possible players out there that maybe, you know, you hear, you read some of these accounts of human abduction and what the hell goes on there and for what reason. And this. who knows what their motives are, but he was in no hurry to. Uh, make contact, let's say, and that that kind of surprised me. Someone like him coming up with that stance—he, he, in other words, he's advising or not recommending uh, making contact with any alien source.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you on that one. We'll leave that at that. <laughs>
2: yeah, sweet dreams. By the way. <laughs>
1: Okay. We'll do that, yeah. that. uh stick on here david um we're gonna shift gears a little so let we'll us keep you along uh sure any comments She's got me thinking annette?
0: now darn it he's got me thinking that's thinking over, on overload yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: annette'll start annette don't even have the time of day to research what she needs to research um
0: no, but I'm saving the planet one little thing at a time. Darn it! Yes, you are. <laughs> that's, that's, that's,
1: You're doing yeah. a better job. My job is I don't throw nothing in the street or anything like that. So um, that's where that's I'm going to start. Gonna that's save it, start. it, it this time. and <laughs> I do. I do tell people if I see them throw something out. Really, you gonna pick that up or what? You know, so I do confront people. Um, there you go. I like to say what I was going to rant about. Last night, I had to do what they call sleep study because I got a CDL um, license. That and, was last night? Yeah, and they say because you're fat, you got to do it. So where's ACLU? I think I had to contact them. Um, How
0: did it go? Oh,
1: yes, yes. You know what? This is to see if you um, stop breathing in your sleep, okay? So if that's the case, why, 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 do I, why did I need wires and electrodes on my freaking legs to see if I roll and toss my legs? Why did I have to have, uh, you know, how when they do a lie detector test and they wrap the things around the people's chest, okay, to, to catch their breathing and all that type of thing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. I hear they put those things on you. Why did I have to have electrodes put on my frickin' or whatever attachments put on my frickin' help, uh, scalp and brain, you know, head? Why did I have to have it put on my jaw to see if I uh, grind my teeth? What difference does that make if I'm going to drop dead in my sleep? Why did I put <laughs> the damn things below my eyes and above my eyelids oh, to see... So- which I'm way my head?
0: A good attitude, like I told you, huh? <laughs>
1: well, you know what? When oh, they no. start, when they start winding you up, and you're in this freaking little um, cabin is about as big as a freaking ship for one person, um, and you get on the freaking bed, and it's about six inches that you got to jump to get on. Okay, <laughs> so. um
2: Boy, it doesn't sound like you'll doesn't sound it like you be doing any more sleep studies.
0: Uh, <laughs> he he's too cantankerous to die in his sleep. Why'd they even bother?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I plan to wake up every day, darn it.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: <laughs> Well, I hope that's the result they were looking for and that you don't have to go through a redo.
1: Well, no, there won't be no redo's. Um and I go to him, I said, I ask the text, I said, You were standing there, why do I have to wait for the doctor? What did you see? What can you tell me? You didn't come in and well, put won't. a, you didn't come in and put a mask on my face or none of that garbage. Uh so I must not have stopped breathing. So what you snore. That's all you got to tell me? My dog snores. What the hell? <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, he he's I mean, not a physician, so he can't even tell you anything. That's normal.
1: I mean, from, yeah, but they can tell you if you stop breathing or crap. Um, no, because you I was, panic. They, they, and then, they, yeah. Annette, Annette, they stick things up your nose. They stick things above the top of your lip to see how you breathe. I was waiting to hear them say they're going to put one on my butt to see, you know, if the farts are waking me up or during the night like it does the dog. You know what I'm saying? So come on.
2: <laughs> I wonder what if some of your <laughs> listeners were signed up for a sleep study tomorrow. you think they'll show up for it?
1: And then you then you wonder about you no, get there. Well, okay.
0: Those are not. You sleep get things, there. Those are the star
1: people. They're trying to mess with you. <laughs> I rarely meet the star people. You get there, and then the of, you know, yeah, what what place in your head is, okay, does this damn place have bed bugs? You know what I'm saying. Who's cleaning it? Uh, yeah, so
2: they got a whole crew. Oh, well, that—that was a serious rant. That uh, was a, there
0: was—I counted the frickens. I think there were twenty-three.
2: Yeah, that was that <laughs> was serious. That was really And then deal. it grew,
1: I didn't cuss though. Um, well, No, but you know, you then, wanna, then you got to watch. You
2: may have to replay the tape on that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to have a contest. Count all the frickin' that Ed said in that
1: room. <sighs> I you feel lived. better.
0: You, you, you live. <laughs> Everything's going to Oh, fine. I slept through
1: it, too. I slept through it, too.
0: Then, then, did. then,
1: if you got it, okay, us guys that are 55 and older, okay, there is going to be a time you wake up during your sleep, all right? So... You got all this, you're, you're laying on this electro wires running across your face as it is while you're, while you're sleeping. So, so when you got to go to the bathroom, knock a pound on the headboard. They'll come running in. And I said, because I said, you will be coming running in, right? They said, yeah, I will run right in. So what do they give you? Oh, carry this whole thing in a hoop on your one, one arm. So it only leaves one hand free to do anything you got to do. So you know the whole thing is stupid. Period. That's my opinion. <laughs> what? Hey, what if the people that run that sleep study are listening? <laughs> you know what? Uh, they heard it. <laughs> they, they got a preview already. When they were taking the stuff off and oh, my ripping God. my ripping my skin off underneath my eyes and that, you know. So they got a preview. So. <laughs> Oh. Okay. survived. I survived.
2: <laughs> Thank heavens.
1: Well, this is why I
2: I love being on with you too. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you never
0: know what you're gonna get. It's like a box of chocolates, right there, David. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, sorry, folks, okay. but I, I. No, that I was said adorable. Was I mean, that was
0: funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard you laughing. So. Yeah,
0: he did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. so oh. uh and you know what all that was in there was overweight men unbelievable you know so. all right
0: cuz girls don't ever snore
1: no or poop
0: no, no. or
1: fart they say no nope. so. no nope. none of that <laughs> all right we're going we're going dave, to go into the for jeep
0: coming on tonight yeah
1: thank you dave <laughs> David,
2: yeah,
1: are you still there?
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely! Okay. Well, you can. I'm gonna miss All right,
1: thank <laughs> you. Yeah, it's past his bedtime. That's for sure. David, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna
2: sleep. I'm gonna sleep like a baby. Thank you too. I can't wait to be on again.
1: All right, okay. David.
2: <laughs> well, thank you very well. much. All
1: right, oh, thank you. Good night. Pleasant good day. night, David. that's... Sorry, you yeah. had to sit through that, but
0: uh, it was fun.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, now I
0: know how it went. <laughs> yeah, you do.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, listeners
1: will be back the 24th and you have a guy yelling about sleeping and dreaming. So uh, hopefully. Oh,
0: per- perfect. Lead in. Excellent. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's uh, thank you. Talk to uh, okay. you. Okay. Little...
0: Thank you, Ed. Good, Good night, night listeners.
1: Bye bye. Thank you.